Hello, friends. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. Today, it is just us. We are talking about your questions, the questions that you have asked over on our free private group on Facebook called the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe. Before we get started, I do have an update to last week's episode. If you heard the angel story last Friday, you heard Evelyn and I talking about the loss of her husband. And her husband came through to talk about hearts. He said, every single time that you see the hearts, please know that that is me. I am trying to connect with your energy. And in that session, it didn't resonate with her. She just kind of skimmed over that part and she came back to me later, which often happens in a session. If something doesn't resonate for you right then and there, I so often get an email from clients after a session saying, oh, I get it now. This is what you were talking about. And that is what happened last week with Evelyn and the Hearts. She wrote me an email and she said, Julie, I went to a friend and I was talking to her about what we had discussed. And she said, I was telling my friend, I have no idea what she was talking about with the hearts. And her friend said, Evelyn, look at your necklace. (laughs) And Evelyn said, I looked at my necklace and I remembered I had made a heart necklace out of my husband's ashes. So, Evelyn, I'm so, so sorry for the loss that you have been through, but I'm so happy that you got to connect with your message because, my friends, when you do this work of bringing through messages for people, you can either hear, see, feel, or get a knowingness of what those messages are. And it's not for us to filter. It is not for us to decipher. It is just for the person receiving the message to share exactly what they're seeing, hearing, feeling, or getting a knowingness of with the other person. That's it. That's what the job entails. Because everybody's Rolodex of memories is different and different things mean different things to different people. So I'm so glad that, Evelyn, you connected with what that message was and really felt that connection within your heart. Friends, before we dive into your questions, I wanted to share with you about the Manifest Your Best Life course that we have coming up in January. This is another three-week e-course And I really just use the word manifest in the title because people do not connect with the word co-create, but this is a course on how to co-create your best life in 2020. All of the information that we go through will be online. It's all disseminated through a private Facebook just for this group of people taking the Manifest Your Best Life course. 
And what we're going to do is week one, we're really going to go through your purpose. And even in the week leading up to the course, we are going to start to give you prompts to think about your purpose. It's not just the purpose with the work that you do here on earth. It is purpose in all different areas of your life. So the first week is purpose. The second week is learning what distractions, what different challenges are going to come into your path because your egoic mind has a very specific things that it uses against you. And it takes time to sit down and think about what those are in order to be able to avoid them in the future. So week two is all about overcoming fear and avoiding distractions. And lastly, in week number three, I teach you my very specific way on how I co-create the very specific tools that I use to create success within my life. And my friends, these aren't new. I have built up different businesses over the course of my career. I have built up very successful businesses. And how did I do that? I used a technique that I learned from a gentleman I met in an airport when I was in my very early 20s. This person basically just fell in my lap and taught me about manifestation, taught me about the law of attraction before the movie The Secret was even popular. And I have been using the tools that he shared with me and using my intuition to develop those tools and refine them more and more and more. Friends, I have been using these tools for the last 15 years. And I am so incredibly excited to be able to share those with you. So if you're looking at the Manifest Your Best Life e-course that we're running three weeks in January, sign up now so that we can get you into the program a week ahead of time and you can start working these tools for an extra bonus week. You can sign up for this e-course on my website or give us a call at my office. It's all in the show notes. All right, we're diving into your questions now. At the end of this podcast today, stay on so that you can hear who the winners are of our 40 days of giveaways. We have a lot of winners. We've been announcing them over on Facebook, and I'm going to share all of those winners with you here today. Okay, so one of the biggest questions that I get is how do we really know when it's our intuition talking to us and not just our egoic mind? One person even wrote, why don't people listen to their intuition? People don't listen to their intuition because of fear. Fear is the biggest reason that people don't want to see something. Now, our intuition speaks to us on everything. Our intuition comes in on the big stuff and the very, very small stuff, okay? You also have to keep in mind when it comes to the intuition, there are some times in your life where something is supposed to happen for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. There are times where you are supposed to have somebody come into your life that is supposed to be there for a while, but not for forever. 
You have times in your life where you're supposed to take a job, but you know that you're not supposed to be there for forever. So what I really love about this work is incorporating the energy healing piece into it because there's different energies. And when you can feel energies, you really get a deeper sense of whether you're going into a situation for a reason, a season, a lifetime. It helps to work out some of that fear, okay? And here's what I mean by that. In order for me to start my work as a healer, I still had to contribute to my family's income. I had to contribute to the monthly bills, okay? And for me to not have fear in starting my own business as an energy healer and an angel medium, I had to have a part-time job that was bringing in a consistent paycheck that helped my family, helped support my family. And the way that that job, that part-time job came into my life was just totally spirit. I literally had a friend call me up one day and she said, Julie, I know that you're probably not going to want this because it's only part time, but I just have to let you know you'd be perfect for this fundraising marketing position at a local nonprofit. They could really use your help. And she said, I just really want you to consider it. And of course, I didn't let her know because I, I didn't want to let on with anything, but I knew in my heart that spirit had just dropped this perfect opportunity in my lap where I could work part-time doing the work that I had always done before, actually making a salary working part-time that had been my salary when I first entered into that industry. And at the same time, start to grow my business So I I knew that I was taking on that position, that part-time position, not for forever, but just until my business grew to the point where I could step away from it comfortably. Having that part-time position, that consistent paycheck from my former industry really helped me to start my own business as an energy healer, an angel medium, without any fear, without any need to push people to my services, to allow it to all flow and develop organically, which it did. And I'm so glad that I did do it that way because starting my own business then, I didn't have any fear energy associated with it. Over the last year though, it was really hard for me to step away from that part-time position because fear kept creeping into my egoic mind about my business. And the egoic mind can say things like, well, it's going good now, but what if? And, you know, that's what the egoic mind does. What if, what if, what if? And you know what, friends? This year has been my most successful business year ever. Not only was I able to step away from that part-time position, and I did it 
feeling the fear and doing it anyway. I felt the fear. I felt the egoic mind attacking me about it. Uh, and by attack, I mean it just would ruminate on thoughts. And I had to really work to not ruminate on those thoughts, the, that fear energy. And once I was able to work through that and use the tools of co-creation, I co-created the best six months that my businesses have done, not just this year, not just the last five years, but ever. So to go back to the question, can we listen to our intuition? Absolutely we can. You have to kind of look at what is coming in. Are they talking to you about something that is short term? Are they talking to you about something that is long term? Because those longer term things take more of your time. They take more of your energy to work through. And I don't know about you, but I don't tend to just go make a decision on the whim. Sometimes I do. I really allow spirit to guide me and I do act when they say act. However, when it comes to very big topics that impact my family, that impact our finances, that impact my safety and security, I do take a little bit more time with those like I was just describing to you with this story, in order to process and make sure that what I am hearing is correct. I also take a lot of time to do my work. So if I have fear surrounding something, I understand that and I know that. And I will work with some of my energy healer friends who I trade sessions with each month in order to go deeper within myself. One thing that always comes up at the angel school is I tell my students, this life is not about perfection whatsoever. And I do think that that there's sometimes when there's this misnomer that people who are healers, who are mediums should have every answer all the time. And what I tell my students is if that were true, then every medium would be a billionaire because they would have all of the lotto tickets, all the winning lotto ticket numbers all the time. But that's not what happens. And why? Because this life isn't supposed to be different for me than it is for you. It's not supposed to be different for any medium than it is for any other person. Why? Because if it were that healer would not be able to connect with anybody else to help them. It has to be the same for all of us. And that is what I know for sure now. I have watched this time and time again over the last four years. Anytime that I am going through something, that spirit is putting me through a challenge, it is because I am supposed to understand how to work through that situation, how to say, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. Here's what you're going to encounter along the way with this challenge because spirit is sending me people. There are five, six, 10 people on their way who are going through this exact same thing and they're 
and spirit is showing me how to work through it, how to process it in order to be able to work with those 10 people and to show them how to do that exact same thing as well. It never fails. That is always what is going on. The reason that I started the angel communication e-course is just that because we can learn how to tap into our intuition, how to listen to it more. And when we do, it makes our life so much easier. Just a couple more examples for you here regarding that. I have known over the last couple of months since October that I have been being called to do more giving in December and to give away a lot of money to somebody who really needs it. And the way that this all came about was during my morning prayers when I was asking God, God, what do you want me to do today? What would you have me do? Who would you have me talk to? What would you have me say and to whom? When I was asking these questions this morning, God was showing me in October that come Christmas time, I was going to have someone come across my path, a single mom who is having trouble affording her car, who needs that car to be able to drive to better her life for her and her daughter. And I didn't know whether or not I should share that on the podcast. And I asked for a sign that morning to make sure because I didn't want to announce that and have that seem pompous or arrogant because uh, that's really not the place that I'm coming from whatsoever. Um, I just knew that it was going to be talked about. And what ended up happening was literally after I got up from my morning prayers, from journaling that morning, I was guided to turn on YouTube and I turned on uh, Kim Ang. If you don't know who she is, she is Eckhart Tolle's wife. And I started listening to her and the topic that she was talking about that day had nothing to do with giving. It had nothing to do with charity whatsoever. And I was about a half an hour maybe into listening to her and she starts talking about how before she met Eckhart a long time ago, she was a single mom. And she knew that she was supposed to go back to school. She knew that she was supposed to get another degree in order to better her life for her and her daughter. So that's what she did. But in order to do that, she had to make some financial sacrifices of taking the bus, her and her daughter taking the bus every day instead of using that car because they could not afford both the car and her tuition payments at the same time. So that's what she did. And she said it became very challenging very fast, especially in the winters, to not have that vehicle. So she said Spirit was working with her and led her to start to use her car again to get that insurance back because they said something is coming around Christmas time and you will have full functioning use of your car again. So that's what she did. She had blind faith. She started to use the car again. She got the insurance and her family told her she was crazy. You can't do this. You can't afford both things. And she said, I know something big is coming. And she got a call from a nonprofit that she was working with around Christmas time. And they said, we have a donor here who wants to give you the money to pay for your car for the full next year. 
And she said there was even enough money to buy Christmas presents for her daughter that year. And my friends, when you work with spirit every morning to bring through your messages for yourself, this is what starts to happen over and over and over again. You start to see these synchronicities between what you're writing in the morning and what comes out through the day. And what Spirit is doing is they are validating, they are confirming that yes, you are on the right track. Yes, what you heard is correct. Yes, we need you to take this step. So my very long-winded answer to the question, can we listen to our intuition? Yes, absolutely. Are there times where big fear comes in surrounding things like money? Yes. Are there times where you might want clarification on that? Yes. Um, But why don't people listen to this intuition? Because of fear. I mean, Kim Ang could have very easily said, you know what? I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to be able to drive this car again. So I don't want to take that step until I have that cash with me that I can do this. And I could have very easily have had that fear within myself throughout the years of, I don't know if I can step away from my position that I have worked up to for 15, 16, 17 years and create something that is going to bring me the same salary. So I'm not going to do it. And my friends, you have to take the steps that are calling you within your heart. You have to listen to that intuition because it is your entire life here. Your purpose is to follow the calling of your heart. It's why you're here. And so is it work to work through that fear at times? Yes, you have to do your work. And sometimes you need other people to help you be able to do that work. Sometimes you need other tools. Sometimes you know how to do it and you've got it. And that's great. But we have to work through that fear because if we don't, that light within your heart dims. You feel this stagnant energy because you're not doing what you're called to do. And what you're called to do is not going to be the same thing for 40 or 50 years. It's just not. You get stagnant energy when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. When I got into this business, I thought, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do my sessions, my energy healing medium sessions uh, for the rest of my life. And that's what my business is. And that's what (laughs) I'm going to be doing. But very quickly, Spirit showed me this podcast and Spirit showed me different classes and teaching the angel school. And you can be in an industry, you can be called in a certain direction and then develop it more and more and more when you're listening to Spirit and they're showing you different things to bring in. Okay, now it's time to add in this. Okay, now it's time to add in this. Okay, now it's time to create in this other way. It is all creation. Remember, you are both creator and being. You need the balance of both. Okay, so that was a long enough answer for the first one. Uh, I want to go into another question. This person writes, how does spirit feel about curse words? I was wondering if they are said in a joking and friendly manner, are they not as offensive? 
Does the other side feel it is offensive or have we just designated that meaning to those words? All of this really comes down to the energy of intention. If your intention is to belittle someone or to hurt someone or to degrade someone, the intention behind any word that is used in that way is of a low vibrational frequency. But is a curse word just in that it is a quote unquote curse word here? Is that offensive to spirit? Absolutely not. In fact, curse words really help us to focus energy, to enhance energy, to really get through clearly to people. I've heard Tony Robbins talk about before how he uses curse words not directed at people, but he swears in his retreats with people um, in order to jolt them out of a stagnant energy and into the present moment so that they he knows that they're clearly with him on what he's talking about right then and there. And so is the word in and of itself bad? No, not at all. Uh, if the intention behind it, and it never is with Tony Robbins, that's not what I'm saying. Um, just like with your normal, typical day-to-day things, if your intention behind a, a swear word is to hurt somebody or is to be offensive, then yes, it is offensive. Um, but the word itself is not. The word itself could never be. The word is just energy like anything else. I actually love what Eckhart Tolle says about words, that no word can actually ever be perfect. No spiritual teacher can come through with the right words that are going to stay the right words for forever. Those words are changing and evolving within their own energy, and they might be right for the time right now, but those words might not be right for 10, 15, 20, 100 years from now. So no words can truly capture the essence and the beauty and the magnificence of the other side. A word is just something that we have placed in order to be able to define that energy here. This person says, sometimes I get so overwhelmed with joy and emotion when I think about certain people in my life, then I actually start to cry. Is this spirit talking to me? Sometimes I feel like all of the love and joy that I have overflowing in my heart for these people is being sent to them and they must be able to feel it. Is this spirit? Well, I think there might be a confusion between two different things in this question. First, there is something that happens with spiritual awakening that when you go through a spiritual awakening, you can become so overwhelmed with that love and that joy. And it really comes from seeing the oneness of all things. This happens a lot of times at the angel school. People will be at different levels of their spiritual awakening. And some people will have it where they're going through the angel school and it's very hard for them to not cry throughout the entire weekend because they are feeling the magnitude of that oneness with all things so very intensely that the emotion is just welling up inside them and it just pours out through those tears. 
When I went through this part of my spiritual awakening, I was actually in the car driving from Schaumburg back home to Wheaton, and I was taking the highway. And I remember looking out at everything and seeing the energies almost kind of blend together for a second, not in a way that I couldn't drive, but I saw and felt the oneness of all things in a way that I had never seen it before, that I was crying uh, blubbering, in fact, thinking to myself, oh my God, the the concrete is God too. God is in everyone and everything and I can see it and I can feel it. And the concrete is so beautiful. The concrete is love. The concrete is joy. And I could feel um, all of this just coming up I could feel the oneness so deeply that I didn't have any choice but to cry because you're feeling on a different level that you haven't physically felt before. So if that is what you're experiencing, the person that wrote that question, know that that is a part of spiritual awakening. When it comes to directing your energy to other people in your life, there are different people who are going through things at different times. And you might feel if you ask those questions in your morning prayers, God, what would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? You might have people come into your life that are going through things. Maybe somebody's getting married and you want to project great energy from your heart to theirs and send them God energy and love energy because they're going through a lot of stress getting this wedding up and going. Maybe there's somebody who lost their job. Maybe there is someone who's taking care of someone else in their life who is sick. There are all different situations and you can share your energy with other people. So I think that's what you're talking about in the second part of this, that you can direct that energy from your heart and send it to people. You really just imagine that you're connecting first and foremost with God energy. If you got into that meditation that I do in number three, you felt that tingly energy above your head. That is you opening up your crown chakra. That is you connecting with God on the other side in a deeper way. You can actually imagine God energy as being this waterfall of pure love and joy energy and that that energy is now coming through the crown chakra on the top of your head, through your body, through your head, your neck, your chest, uh, through your arms and that you're sending it either either through the palms of your hands or through your heart, that that energy is going not from you, but through you from God's source on the other side, through you to that other person in order to benefit that person in whatever ways they might need so that they can take that energy and use it the way that they need to. Okay, this next person says, I've heard certain healers talk about doing certain things to make sure that only positive spirits could come through. Some types of protection rituals or meditation. Do you think that's effective? Absolutely, especially at the beginning. What I always do every morning is when I wake up, I say, God, Today, I am only connecting to your energy, God, and to any beings who stand in your white light. 
That way, I know throughout my entire day, I don't have to keep focusing on this, that that God has got me covered all day long, that no matter what I do, I am only connecting to God energy and any beings that stand in God's white light. Now, people have different rituals that they use, but that's the one that works best for me. God is always protecting us, keeping us safe. I have also said prayers before where I say, God, if I forget to remember one day, just keep me safe now and for the rest of my life that I only want to connect with your energy, God, and any beings that stand in your white light, not just now, but for the rest of my life so that I really feel that protection that God is going to fulfill that for me. Now, if you asked Pat Longo about this, she would tell you ground, surround, and shield. She uses a different method. She likes to ground her roots into the core of the earth, which we do in a lot of meditations. She likes to shield. The surrounding is shielding her energy. So putting a bubble around herself from underneath the bottom of her feet to over top the top of her head, above her head, and uh, out to the sides. You're in this huge bubble of God energy so that you are protected. And then shielding your energy, she always puts on armor every day. And she has her students do that too, of imagining putting on armor. Some of her students just put on a WW belt around their solar plexus. Other people put on And it feels better to them to put on armor, just like uh, people that you saw in history books, right, that are fighting with that full armor, head to toe, that is impenetrable, that completely protects your energy head to toe. Uh, You really have to decide what you like, what works best for you, and then use those techniques for yourself. Okay, this person writes, Hello everyone, I thought I would reach out regarding the meditation. I started trying to do the week three podcast meditation and I'm feeling relaxed afterwards, but that's pretty much it. Does it take a while to reach that high energy? I get this question sometimes. Sometimes people also ask, am I doing something wrong if I'm not feeling that tingly energy above my head? And what I want you to try is to use your imagination, okay? I know I say this all the time. We think of the imagination as not real, as a kid's plaything, but the imagination is the tool that we need to use to access the energies that we want to get to, to learn to do this work. So what I want you to do is if that's you, you struggle with this meditation, feeling that tingly energy above your head, I want you to use your imagination more as you go through it to imagine feeling the tingles climbing up. And in the beginning of the meditation, those tingles are at your feet. Imagine those tingles at your toes. Imagine those tingles climbing up slowly throughout the meditation, going up your body until you get to that point above your crown, above your head, I want you to imagine feeling that tingly energy as if it's lifting you upward, as if you're feeling complete weightlessness above your head and see if that helps you using your imagination to feel it more, okay? 
Okay, friends, I think that's good for today. We will jump into more questions in another episode. If you have questions, go on over to our private Facebook group that's free to all. It's called Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe. If you have questions, you can leave them over there and we will answer them in another episode of this podcast. Don't forget, if you want to join the Manifest Your Best Year Yet e-course for next month, January, register now. Also, next month, we are starting group Reiki online sessions. So this is like if you've ever called into a webinar and let's say you're on this webinar with a hundred other people and you can't really talk in, but you can hear the host talking. And what I want you to be able to do during these webinars is get into a relaxed state. Maybe you're at home, maybe you're at work at lunchtime. And I want you to Create an environment around you that is set for relaxation. So maybe you have some essential oils that you use that help you get into a deeper relaxed state. Maybe you have some spa music that you play in the background. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to come on the call and I will guide you through a Reiki healing session so that you are getting the benefits of Reiki. Most people say they leave feeling like they just got a massage. And that's all online. It's all remote. So you can be in New York. You can be on the East Coast. You can be in a different country and access this the exact same way. We also will send out a recording to you afterwards that you can use anytime. You can register for these online group Reiki sessions right on my website. All of the details are in the show notes. Or if you buy a gift card for someone this holiday season, you will get one of those group Reiki sessions for free. We will email you all of the details when you buy a 55-minute gift card. Friends, I know that there is an ad here and there in every one of my podcasts, and I hope you don't mind. It is how we keep this podcast going. When you book a session, when you book an e-course, when you book one of the new online group Reiki sessions, you are helping to support this podcast. And I thank you so much for that from the bottom of my heart. You can also be an angel and help keep this podcast going by sharing this with another person or by writing a five-star positive review. You can write that review here on iTunes, over on Google, or on Facebook. Any place is great. If you put it on all three, I enter your name three times. And speaking of that, we are giving away so many gifts this holiday season. And I want to get you the names of who has won so far so that you can be sure to get in your five-star positive review so that I can enter you into the jar. We are pulling names every day to give away prizes between now and January 6th. Okay, so first, the winner of the 25-minute angel reading from November is Astrid Brower. And the winners so far of the 40 days of holiday giveaways are Melissa Collins-Williams, Eileen Angus, Terry May, Mary Helen Schepetto, Divya V, Kathy Johnson-Brooks, and Megan Deal-Gavin. We have reached out to all of you online Please, if you haven't yet, get back to us. We're picking one winner a day between now and January 6th. 
So be sure to get your five-star positive review in so that we can add you into the mix and pull your name this month. My friends, I hope that you have such a blessed week. Go out and be a blessing in the lives of other people. My friends, I hope you know how much spirit loves you. Your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side, they are always guiding you, directing you, protecting you, loving you from the other side. They want you to feel their presence in your life. They want you to be able to slow down, connect, and tap into them. Make sure that you have a practice within your daily routine to slow down, to connect with your intuition, to connect with them on the other side so that you are always hearing those messages for yourself so that you are staying in alignment and so that you are following what spirit would have you do here and now. If you are a person who prays, that is so, so phenomenal. I pray every day. I love to live my life in a constant, as much as I can, meditative and prayer-filled state. But my friends, don't discount action because action is the piece that people miss the most. We can pray, 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 pray. And that is half of it, okay? The other half is us giving 100% of our effort here and now. So I'll leave you with this question today. What has Spirit been presenting to you? What has Spirit been trying to work on with you in your life? What have they been asking you to work on? Have you been doing it? Have you been making room for that action within your life? If not, how can you do it? How can you do what they are asking of you? My friends, what they ask of you is never negative. It is always positive, loving, joy-filled. I love you so much. They love you so much. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that they are trying to bring into your life right now.